What's up, champs? Welcome to another episode of the Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Keeping Carlson on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Louis Ezekiel, and joining me tonight, my pal and yours, former Cupful Ultimate Tier 1 Champion and host of the NHL Stream Scheme Podcast, we have Dave Betton stepping in to fill in for Ben Burnett today. Dave, how are you doing on this fine, fine Thursday evening? Hello, Lewis. I am doing quite fine. I was just sitting down trying to enjoy some good old chopped when all of a sudden I get the last minute uh, e-bug call here to fill in. But uh, yeah, so no chopped spoilers in the chat or anything like that, you hooligans. But uh, no, yes, I'm glad to be here with my arch rival, my arch fantasy hockey rival, dating all the way back to uh, year zero of the Cupful, where you that's you right kept, back you uh, kept me, when we were <laughs> you kept me out of tier one by a single block back in the barbarian days when you only had forty ads uh, an entire season. What a bunch of blasphemy. Yeah, back on the uh, the category days on ESPN, uh, a, an Eric Carlson block. I remember it very well. Um, but yeah, uh, you've, you've climbed the highest mountain, so you're getting no sympathy from me here. I'm still uh, I'm still struggling away trying to trying to break through that ceiling. Uh, and you mentioned uh, no spoilers in the chat. We are streaming every episode live around 8.30 Eastern time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Keeping Carlson. Feel free to uh, come and join us anytime you feel like uh, checking out the show here. Uh, we are the twice-weekly check-in between the ginormous Sunday evening episodes of Keeping Carlson, designed to keep you up-to-date with all the latest fantasy news, takes, and analysis throughout the fantasy season. So, let's go ahead and get into the show, and we are going to lead with the biggest news of Monday night, uh, and that is that Aaron Ekblad left Monday night's game with an injury. Uh, we saw Brandon Montour miss Monday's game as well. Uh, so we got away from the three, uh, sorry, 2D, three forward setup that Florida had going on. They put Patrick Hornquist on power play one while Gustav G-Force Forsling took over the point after Ekblad injury. Uh, Forsling had a big game uh, with that thin blue line. He racked up an even strength goal, assist, five shots, two hits, and a block in 28 minutes. I don't think we should be expecting 28 minutes moving forward once we've got six uh, rostered defensemen dressed. But, you know, I think that Forsling makes for a pretty interesting option, even if Montour returns relatively quickly. You know, we'll be we'll be keeping tabs on that, certainly. Uh, Thurs sideline reporter Katie Engelson reported that uh, Maurice said Montour's injury isn't long term. Uh, so that'll be something to monitor, certainly. But while he's gone, at the very least, uh, I look at G-Force as being a pretty interesting option. How do you feel about uh, the Panthers' backstop here? I mean, yeah, it's definitely scary if you have Ekblad. I think I saw something that just said it's a grade two groin something. Uh, and yeah, groin anything is bad news bears. He could be out who knows how long. And then whenever he comes back, you know, very easily could uh, re-aggravate any of those uh, soft tissue injuries you got to be worried about throughout the entire season, essentially, and maybe even longer than that. But yeah, so not good. Uh, yeah. G-Force. What were you calling him? G-Force? I've never heard of that. G-Force. <laughs> yeah. I tried that out during the preseason show, and I really liked it. 
But yeah, Gustav Forsling, someone who I was targeting late in drafts. Yeah, he's 52% rostered right now currently. So he's not going to be available in a lot of 12 and 14 team leagues. But if he's there, absolutely needs to be picked up if he's not already gone yet. And yeah, Brandon Montour, someone who was a streamer this week. Uh, Obviously, we didn't know he was going to be injured and missed the game on Monday. But you still should have picked him up when I told you to because now he's definitely going to be gone or should be gone in pretty much every league. Yeah, you can stash him, you know, for the time being. And then when he comes back, we know last year when Ekblad was out, he was the guy who came in and filled in on that top power play, although he was not very productive. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Forsling in the meantime can can make a bit of a statement and say that he should be on power play one uh, to stay. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated. I'm sure we'll have something for you on the Thursday show uh, once we see another game. Let's move on to another pretty important injury. Uh, that is Tyler Bertuzzi out four to six weeks with an upper body injury. That puts him back in the lineup, hopefully sometime around American Thanksgiving, maybe a bit after. Uh, the immediate beneficiary was Dominic Kubalik, who moved uh, on to line one and sort of a, a power play 1A. I figured Larkin is probably the 1A power play, but Cider was uh, not the, the point guy. It was Hronik on that one. So it's it's kind of a mess. Uh, Jakob Verana is also out for personal reasons. So I think we would need to sort of wait and see how power play one sorts out uh, once Verana is back. Um, I feel like Kubelik could be a pretty decent Bertuzzi analog if you're just trying to replace one for one. Uh, he's not going to have the upside, um, but he did manage to assist uh, during the game, uh, including on that last second goal that sent it to overtime after just an amazing uh, Dylan Larkin save on an empty net goal. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, any thoughts on Bertuzzi's absence or Kubelik as a possible fill-in, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely jealous of you. I saw that you were a sharp and picked up uh, hometown boy Dominique Kubelik there. But, uh, and then yeah, he kind of popped off yesterday and I think he needs to be on across the leagues. Like you said, you might want to wait and see like whenever Rana comes back, but I don't know. I think at this point, like what else does Rana have to do to like, not be on the top power play. I don't think there's anything he's going to do. I think he's never going to be on the top power play as long as he lives on any team, no matter where he goes, anything like that. So I think Dominique Kubelik is a great, great pickup. Uh, he should be gone in most leagues. And even though that, um, regardless of Detroit's schedule this week, I don't think it's very good. But uh, I would still pick him up just for that high, high end season long potential. It's hard, it was hard for me to burn one of those ads that I haven't already designated for streamers on a Monday. But uh, I think it was well worth it there, Lewis. And I think anyone who picks up Dominique Kubelik will be very well, handsomely rewarded. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a nice opportunity for him. Uh, Yeah, and I I appreciate what you say about Verona. You know, he's a guy that we sort of looked at as, you know, is just (laughs) the guy who was traded for Anthony Mantha has kind of a similar life story, right? It's a guy who has a lot of talent potential, but just can't seem to get coaches to like him or trust him enough to put him up on that uh, top power play. So, yeah, in the meantime, uh, yeah, we could see Kubelik up there. Maybe they'll keep this kind of weird balanced power plays. Uh, very much remains to be seen. Uh, you you know, I know that uh, in the league that we share, I grabbed him, but I also dropped the next guy that we're going to talk about here uh, in order to pick up Kubelik, and I'm, I'm regretting it a little bit, um, but I'm going to leave that as a bit of a cliffhanger. We're going to go into a quick break here. We'll be right back. You are listening to Short Shifts. 
Welcome back. Uh, and as I alluded before the break, I uh, got to talk about a guy that I am uh, pretty embarrassed to have dropped, uh, just was not patient enough. And our guy is Caleb Addison. I was all ready to deploy Ben's great joke about Caleb Subtractison uh, when I picked him up initially. And we were talking about, yeah, maybe this will be a hold and maybe it won't be. You know, uh, after giving us a couple assists and zeros across the perifs, uh for the first couple games, Addison finally showed a willingness to shoot. He put up five shots on goal versus Colorado. Uh, he helped support a power play that scored two of the Wilds' three goals and notched an even-strength assist on the third one. So way to go. 100% IPP for the game. You love to see that. Um, so yeah, like I said, I dropped him for Kubalik. I'm kind of second guessing my choice. I imagine that the real Kalen Addison is somewhere between, uh, the sort of low cal version that we saw in games one and two and the <laughs> shots God that we saw on Monday. Uh, but that willingness to shoot differentiates himself from some other guys that I sort of was comparing him to, like Adam Boquist, who we saw fill in on Power Play 1 for Columbus as a rookie while Wierenski was down, but never really did anything except maybe put together the occasional assist. That was sort of what uh, the conclusion that I jumped to. But yeah, just a game too early. If I had seen some of those shots, uh, you know, I would have been maybe <laughs> looking for someone else to drop. Um, and, you know, Boquist never really saw the offense on the power play go through him, but it seems like uh, that's something that the Minnesota Wild are trying. Um, so for the folks who uh, have not yet picked up Kalen Addison and who maybe see him on the waiver wire, uh, if people didn't jump on him after the uh, after the big night the other night, uh, should they be rushing to pick him up is, you know, the, the two assist five shot game is that, or three assist, I'm sorry, five shot game, a mirage. What, what are we thinking on, on Kalen here? Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, Addison isn't for everyone. I mean, there's going to be ebbs and flows like this. Like, like you said, it didn't look like the perfs were going to be there for him. And then all of a sudden he starts shooting. And I think you can kind of expect that, uh, roller coaster ride with him all season long. Uh, you know, he's not going to be necessarily a 55 point guy right out of the stretch. He's going to be maybe 40 points, I'll say, and the perifs are going to be here and there. So you're going to have to ride out some cold stretches. So he's better on your team if he's not one of like the worst defenders on your team. He's better if you can just like, if he's actually one of the better players on your team. So if you're someone who kind of punt to defense until late in the draft and Addison might be like the second best defender on your team, where you can just kind of leave him there and know that you're going to have to endure some bad weeks throughout the season. But overall, he'll be pretty good as like a fourth overall defender. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, as I know, too well. Uh, he makes for a tempting stream, potentially. Uh, so yeah, maybe not having him as one of your bottom of the roster guys where you're constantly kind of itching to be like, ooh, I want to add this shiny new toy. You know, I saw a forward I could get three games from uh, for the week, and I was like, alright, well, I can let go of a defenseman who doesn't seem to be doing a lot. So yeah, that makes sense. Like, if you can put him in a position where you can afford to be patient with him, uh, I like that a lot. Speaking of defensemen, uh, really putting on a show, uh, we got to talk about Shane Gostisbehere. Two goals, three assists on a very bad Arizona team. All of those points on special teams. So really showing himself, you know, kind of re-emerging as that uh, power play specialist that we saw him become for a little while in Philadelphia all those years ago when he displaced Mark Strait and then we never really heard about him again. Um, you know, uh, this makes Gossespierre the league leader in defenseman points with five, power play points with four, and the highest scoring defenseman in Kakupful through Monday night. 
Obviously, those special team numbers aren't going to last. Um, but at the same time, you hope that maybe some of these even strength numbers will even out a bit for him as well. Would like to see uh, Arizona, you know, be able to be a little bit more productive outside of just the power play. You know, if anything, I don't think I'm more hype about Ghost than I was in the preseason. It's just nice to see him, you know, sort of continue what he was able to do last year. You know, he he definitely is undervalued. I think he went for like three bucks in the tier one auction. Uh, just because he's on this really, you know, this team that people consider to be very bad, but we saw them really stand up uh, to the Leafs. The Leafs are just, you know, facing everybody's best game right now, and they seem to not be able to handle it. Uh, and I don't see a reason why he can't put up the 50-point pace that he did last year, which definitely puts him in the rosterable category in most leagues. Uh, I for sure would rather have Gustus Bear than Addison right now. Yeah, I mean... For me, I know he's someone, like you mentioned, like I think he said $3 in the auction draft. I know he's going very late in leagues. Uh, for me, though, it wasn't really a question of, oh, he plays for the Coyotes. It was more of, is he going to keep that whenever uh, Chikrin is back? And I believe, if uh, I can believe this uh, news blurb here, that uh, Chikrin will join the team in Montreal this week. So I think it remains to be seen uh, how it shakes out with a healthy Chikrin, whether or not he might not be 100% right away. But pretty soon here, we're going to see uh, if he maintains that uh, top power play deployment, because if he doesn't have it, he's a streamer. But as long as he does, he's obviously one of the better defenders in the league. And then if they end up splitting time, then it helps neither of them really. Well, I guess it helps both of them a little bit. But anyways, that is to say... A lot could change really quick for Ghost Bear. So if you have him, definitely try and trade him now. Uh, don't tell anyone to look up uh, anyone who might be returning in Arizona pretty soon. But uh, yeah, while you got him, try and trade him. And if you can't trade him, just ride it out. Yeah, coming off a big victory against the Leafs has got to be, you know, a nice uh, a statement to make if you're trying to offer him around. And, you know, speaking of trading, I feel like Chikrin is someone who is widely believed to be a guy who's going to get traded out of Arizona. So you got to worry at least a little bit that we are going to, you know, be find ourselves in a spot where uh, they're trying to audition Chikrin or, or trying to show him off, you know, give him opportunities so that he's going to be more appealing and can bring in a bigger haul. So uh, I think I think you brought up some really important points there. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to talk about a couple of Bruins, and I'm not going to start with the one that you probably think. We're going to start with talking about Connor Clifton, one of the most added players on Yahoo today, uh, a guy who's in his fifth NHL season. He's been a pretty decent banger league option, except that he never really averages more than, he's never averaged more than 18 minutes, which kind of limits his upside in terms of peripherals. However, through the first three games this year, Clifton has averaged 24 minutes a night. He's second on the team behind Hampus Lindholm. He's got four assists, seven shots, nine hits, and seven blocks in those three games. Obviously, uh, Tuesday night's results are pending as we record this. Uh, but he's just six points away from tying his career high, so <laughs> don't expect those points to continue anywhere near this pace. But as long as he's got those big minutes... You know, if you get value in your league from hits and blocks, if you're in a cats league or if you are in a uh, points league that gives you decent uh, point totals for those perifs, you know, uh, this is the guy who is going to have pretty high time on ice, it seems like, at least until McAvoy and Grizzlick return from their injuries. Uh, and, you know, I think this is a, a pretty decent stream uh, for you, those of you who are in your bangers leagues. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's here for a good time, not a long time. 
uh, make sure you know that going into it. But as long as you know that, yeah, ride it out, see what you can get for him in a trade. But he's definitely worth rostering. I thought about adding him as a streamer this week. I don't think Boston had the best schedule, so I uh, laid off of it for now for some other streamers. But uh, yeah, definitely a great choice. And um, don't think you'll get much for him <laughs> in a trade uh no. realistically but uh you know maybe as a sweetener it might be able to tip the scales there yeah and and certainly uh, i love him for a cat's league if that's an option for you um all right well let's move on to the other bruin that i want to talk about probably the one that more people expected and that is uh jake debrusque who burst off of the ir and uh unfortunately uh right onto most people's irs right uh, after we were told he would return in fewer than 10 days uh he made a return in significantly fewer than 10 days uh heading out into line rushes about 20 minutes before puck drop unfortunately that meant many of his managers were unable to take advantage of his two goals including one into an empty net uh one assist and five shots uh he was only getting power play two time uh, in monday's game but Boston really seems to be defying those who said they would be unable to generate offense with an aging Bergeron and no Brad Marchand. A big reason, obviously, uh, that we mentioned last show was being able to bring in David Krejci to center that second line. Um, He's had uh, just one assist in the two games since his three-point re-debut, but he continues to get big minutes at even strength and the power play as kind of uh, tied to Pasternak, at least uh, that's how he was through Monday night. and he has a power play goal tonight. Uh, JDB already has an assist. So the points keep coming uh, for DeBrusque and Krejci. Not super widely available, but there are leagues out there where you could grab these guys. They should not be sitting on your waiver wire uh, under any circumstance. I, I have to assume you're going to agree, although I don't want to put words in your mouth, Dave. Not for Krejci. Uh, Krejci doesn't really shoot at all, but even, but in a league like a cupful, like a, definitely like a 14 team league. Yeah. Definitely got to add Krejci. DeBrusque, absolutely. 100%, even in those cats leagues as well. But, uh, yeah, I, for me, I don't know why they were going so late or why their rostered ship isn't higher because as you know, I'm someone who snagged not only Jake DeBrusque, but also David Krejci in the very last round of the Babuffle. So they are available for trade if any of our league mates are listening. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of them both. I don't know why people were so low on them. Jake DeBrusque is going to be, well, both of them are going to be top six. I think that whole top six is going to just be uh, great all year long. So I'm happy to have either of them. And I think they should be rostered year long. Yeah, it really seemed like a situation where the conventional wisdom around Boston was that they just weren't going to be able to to hack it at least for the first, you know, month or two of the season while waiting for Marchand to get back and that has not been the case. Um, you know, defensively here on Tuesday night they haven't looked great. They've allowed six goals to Ottawa, but they've got five goals of their own. DeBrusque with another assist in there. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, these are guys who are, who are being productive right now. And you can't say the same about, you know, everybody across the league. So yeah, I, uh, I think definitely DeBrusque is a guy you want to jump on. He is on a heck of a heater since coming off, uh, the injured reserve. All right, Dave, I got one last guy that I want to talk about here. A pretty interesting one. Uh, so I've had a lot of folks on Twitter talking about, uh, how disappointed they are with Carter Verhage, you know, kind of a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth around this guy. But I want to talk about the other Florida breakout star from last season, Mason Marchment. 
uh, who's really having a nice run in Dallas, playing with a resurgent Tyler Sagan and Ty Delandria. Uh, Marchman has five points, two goals, three assists, uh, one of each of those points coming on the power play to go with nine shots in his new digs in Big D. You know, this is not a guy who's going to shoot 33% for the season, but we also saw him, you know, uh, doing some pretty nice things uh, last year, shooting percentage-wise. Uh, and really, you've got to figure he's got some of the best line two, power play two deployment available. Uh, he actually has more time on ice at even strength and on the power play than the Robertson Hints Pavelski line in the 4 1 win over the Jets. Uh, and anybody who doubted Marchment last season, myself included, did so at their own peril uh, as he scored at a 71 point pace. Uh, and this year, he's getting a minute more uh, of ice time per game and is getting considerably more power play time with the Stars. So I really want to avoid trying to make the same mistakes. Uh, and I'm going to believe in the guy this year. He's available in about half of Yahoo leagues. Uh, and I think he is looking awfully appealing right now. I don't know if he is pulling Sagan along with him or if Sagan is just enjoying a new level of skill on his line. Um, but there's another guy. Uh, the veteran has four points in three games to start the season. So nice to see Sagan, uh, you know, getting back in the swing of things a little bit as well. Eh, no, thanks. I'll pass on Marchman. I'm not not big. Yeah, like you said, you're like, oh, it's as good as it gets. Line two, power play two. Okay, that makes him a pretty good streamer, but I'm still not going to... You know, it's going to take just one week. One week he plays twice and he's gone from your team. So, uh, yeah, he, I don't care. He could be a 70-point player. I'm not. He's not going to be on my team. You can have him. All right. Well, listen, I love to have a little bit of debate and disagreement uh, in here. It's no fun <laughs> when we all agree on everybody all the time. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I saw myself last season as very much a Marchment doubter. So I'm trying to, to get on the other side of things, but you're right. I definitely see, you know, if your lineup is all, is all top line, top PP guys, I'm not telling you to go out and drop one of them. But if you are in a deeper league, you know, 12, 14, t- you know, 12 team league with a deeper roster or 14 team league might be a guy worth an audition. Uh, and at least, you know, valuable while he can stay hot. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. We have uh, managed a short shift here, uh, maybe the first one of the season. Uh, so be sure to follow uh, Ben and I at Short Shifts KK. Of course, Dave of the Stream Scheme at NHL Stream Scheme. Listen to his uh, excellent episodes uh, coming out early each week uh, to make sure that you are going to be in the best possible position to uh, stream your way to victory. Uh, obviously, Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. Feel free to send your uh, well wishes to the Dubrovskis uh, on their Twitter account if you'd like. Uh, certainly also recommend you follow at Game Day Lines, at Game Day Goalies, and at Game Day News. And you can also see all of that information conveniently all together and sorted, you know, in order of uh, appearance or by team uh, at Game Day Tweets uh, on the website that they run. Uh, please also visit the great sites where we research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, Natural Stat Trick, and Cuckupful.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short. Short.